Welcome to the year-end New Year episode of NCS Podcast. Um, this is we're recording this in early December. It'll probably come out on January second, right? That seems right after New Year or before New Year. <laughs> uh, I think January second. Yeah, year so, wrap out. So yeah, so that's a little behind the scenes stuff. Like we record early. We're prepared here. Got them in the bag. <laughs> so <laughs> the core crew is here and we're going to give you our top records of 2021 because we're tastemakers over here. <laughs> <laughs> top five though. We don't have all night. Top five. All right. All right. <laughs> so who wants to go first? So we're going to start with our, we're going to count down from five to down and do all that stuff. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Do it. <laughs> My number five record of 2021 is two. Wait, 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 wait. Hardcore records. Top five hardcore records. Yeah, but uh, there's stuff that's close to hardcore that I'm going to have on my list that could be considered by some let people me, hardcore. Let me get the bell ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. My number five is tuning a beacon in impossible seas because um, I didn't listen to this when Jeremy first sent me this. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm not, I, I got other stuff to do. But <laughs> I recently revisited this and, uh, and it's good. Like I've been listening to it a lot and this is usually not my brand of hardcore, you know, that kind of like, like the whole like kind of banish thing kind of in that realm, I think. But I was hooked when I realized that he uh, reused some uh, reason lyrics in a, uh, and um in the first song on there i was like i know that song what is that and then i just kept listening and i think it's a good it's good it's good it's good old man hardcore or any hardcore so i like tuning a beat man in hardcore. <laughs> old man is hardcore. It, what's up is the it person? on anybody else's list uh no. it's not on mine I, I thought about it but i thought there were a couple things that edged it out i think that that record is really cool and like that band continues to get better with each release yeah, I uh, I wasn't in love with it at first, and then you know it kind of grew on me. I like the artwork as well. I believe that uh, what's his name Johan, I think, from Reflections Records did the yeah. did the painting for it. And it's yeah. five songs, which is a good list, a good like length too. Like I like I like everything short now, man. I can't I can't listen too long to anything. <laughs> yeah, as a good. total sidebar, as a total sidebar, yeah. and then we'll get back onto the tuning record. I listened to that new Kill Your Idol song. 
Yeah. And the title of that song is false advertising because there is nothing fucking short about that song. I know it's a long song. <laughs> it is yeah. like over three <laughs> minutes long. At the minute and a half mark, I was like, this is this is false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> now back to tuning. Tuning was not on my list, mm-hmm. but that record is great. It's fucking dynamic, which you don't hear often with like hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh and it wasn't on my list because like you know, Jeremy sent that stuff to us like last year, and I totally forgot it came out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I thought it was a last year record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did yeah. the other record come out in 2020 or was it 2019? <sighs> it just seemed like it came out so quickly. I think but... it was like the cusp. I think it was like 2019, 2020, yeah. somewhere in there. I'm pretty sure it was 2019 because I remember us talking about it when we did the 2019 wrap up, right? No, because the podcast didn't exist in 2019. We didn't didn't do 2019. (laughs) (laughs) We did 2020. 2020. 2020. I would almost imagine Jeremy has another record in the the can already. (laughs) I'm sure it's at the pressing plant right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And if it's at the pressing plant now, we might see it by 2024. Yeah, yeah. it'll be on our best of list then. (laughs) Um, I also think that it's like that's cool cover selection as far as like the, I, I think that not enough bands do cover songs these days, mm-hmm. uh, live, let alone recorded. Yeah. And recording a song that was never recorded. True. Yes. Is, uh, yes. It's a bold, it's a bold play. Yeah. Yeah. It. it worked too. It worked. It was good. It, it was a good, good choice. I think some other band did that recently too with inside out song. Um, uh, free did. Um, yeah, that was. I forget yeah. what the whole song it was. Yeah, they did it on one of the AHC comps, "Darkness of Greed" or something. Maybe. Yes, definitely a good record. I think everyone agrees, even if it wasn't everyone's list. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, who's next? All right, I'll go next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my number five is the Godhead demo. Um, you know, I'm down with Big Blue, so you know, I'm into bands that are down with Big Blue. Um, but it's also it's like <laughs> I was like, uh, thing for a guy in the band. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, you uh, know, yeah, Krishna and all that, all that, yeah, good stuff. Um, but it's also like they're trying to kind of do a revival of Krishna core even though like Krishna core wasn't, I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing, you know, like somebody I know is total like digression. Somebody I know was trying to trace the origin of the term Krishna core because it did not exist then, Hmm. but they're trying to kind of bring back Krishna core, but the difference with them. And I would say all of the other bands that were Krishna core quote unquote, or Krishna influences that they actually play legitimate straight up hardcore. Uh, it's a little carry-on influenced, but there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Hold on, one of my cats is being fucking bad, and I can't see him, the but whole, I hear him. His whole thing comes down behind him. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think I can hear him. You laugh now. Uh, what are those pants? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, leave my North Face pants alone. My out the window. <laughs> Leave all of this in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like Godhead, it's like just straight up hardcore. Totally talking about Vaishnavic ideas. Like it's it's great. I love it. Uh, You know, what's the age range of the members? 
I want to say 20s to around 40. Okay. Um, you know, even though I'm a big fan of a person or two in the bands, uh, and you know, it's like it's legitimately good, solid hardcore too. Cool. Very. Yeah, cool. I quite like I quite like that demo. From what I heard of it, even though you yeah. don't like the conch shell. <laughs> no, yeah, that. I mean, it just seemed like too on the nose. Like, hey, every other Christian band is on this. Why can't we? <laughs> yeah, but like it's it's. I mean, the I know there's a specific deep... meaning. It should have been at the beginning of the demo, not like at a random song halfway through. But yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not in the band. Right. Fair enough. All right, Alex, go. Uh, so I got. Uh, the Chisel Retaliation LP. This is a record that took me a couple listens to get into, and I've just been, I've just been hammering it lately. It's uh, it's really straightforward hardcore with some like oi influence, and and it's a uh, a British record as well. So unfortunately, probably won't have a chance to see them too soon. But uh, it's I think it's great, and uh, yeah, it, like I said, it it didn't sink its claws into me at first but then you know i had a friend who was just you got to listen to this listen to this listen to this and it just it's uh, it's really stuck with me Uh, i'm a big fan of that record also but i haven't had a lot of opportunities to listen to it that much because it really just kind of came out within the last what not even a month i think yeah a couple weeks i don't yeah i was like my time frame is also screwed up because of the amount that i work but um i i would I would say that it's more oi with a heavy hardcore influence, but tomato tomato. Sure. Yeah. Um, but like I'd been I was looking forward to it coming out. It's not on my list, but it's definitely a worthy record. If we did top ten, it would be on my list. Cool. Yeah. What's the deal with that band? Like what's like what's their history? No. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, I can't really trace a lineage on that so much. It's not like uh, Violent Reaction, Crown Court, Chubby and the Gang. Like, there's not a clear-cut lineage like that, but I'm sure there's something. Mm-hmm. But not being, like, BFFs with the English scene, I don't fucking know. I was going to say, not being besties with the English scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> But I mean, um, England's got a lot of good shit going on. Like, make no mistake. Like, there's a lot of great bands coming out of England right now. Yeah. Uh, we, I'm totally drawing a blank on the one, um, which sucks. I wish I remember their name. But like, it's definitely England is definitely a place to keep an eye on right now. It seems like they're just churning out heater after heater since the pandemic. I mean, I, I would say that's the best hardcore scene in the world right now on a per capita basis. Mm-hmm. The, the quality that they're putting out, like there are as many good British records coming out right now as there are, you know, records from huge scenes here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, la-di-da. <laughs> killing it. <laughs> All right, Derek, you're up. All right. My fifth pick is a band I don't know too much about, but they're called The Pack. Uh, they had a seven-inch come out fairly recently called Hunting Season. I believe they're a European band, but I don't know from where. Um, it's kind of a, I would say like a Boston hardcore influence band. Um, mm-hmm. I just really dig it. And uh, I saw some live footage of them. That's what made me check out the 
the, the seven inch. Um, but like they were playing at, it looked to be like a storefront, but like someone was just ripping down like a drop ceiling and like it just like like fireworks. Look, it reminded me of like a nine shock stair show and like setting. It, was, it looked pretty awesome. I was like, man, I wish I was there. <laughs> but well, yeah, Left for Dead used to do that stuff too, where they would throw fireworks and stuff and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know. I or maybe you guys don't know, but Bad Luck Thirteen like. That was like half of their stick. Yeah, yeah. Is that a- this seemed like this seemed like you could get hurt, but not by somebody. It seemed like bad luck. Thirteen, you get hurt by somebody like coming at you. Yeah, if the um, fireworks don't get you, the fists will. Right, right. Uh, Is this a pack, LP or an EP or a demo? It's a seven inch, and uh, you know, it's a uh, they're a straight edge band, and there's an assault rifle on the cover, so. <laughs> <laughs> It all screams to your inner hardliner. Uh, yeah, basically. Uh, it's, it came out on Triple B. That's cool. Uh, yeah. They didn't play that fest, did they? That Triple B fest, did they? No, I think because they're, you know, a European band. So uh-huh. There was a band. Remember the Pack, that rap group? You heard those guys? No. Remember? You never heard that? Vans? The Pack Vans? No, well, watch no. it on YouTube when you have a chance. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good song. I think they have other songs, but that's the only song I really heard from them. It was like maybe 10 years ago. They got I mean, a song I've about band sneakers. I've heard of Wolf Pock. <laughs> Wolf Pock. <laughs> Wolf Pock. I just wanted to bring that up again because this is brought up like six times on here for some reason. Wolf Pock. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So do we do we do we go to our next pick? Yeah, man, let's, let's keep the order going. You go. All right. My number four, which I don't want the bell. It's Turnstile Glow On. It's a, it, it's, it's a good record, dude. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's the catchiest shit, like, ever. Like, I don't, like, my problem, I don't have any problems with the band. I have a problem with, like, fans and shit and the, the whole fanboyish stuff. But I think they're a great band. I think they're good. I think... It's just good. Like, it reminds me of everything I liked from, like, the 90s and, like, as far as alternative music. But it's got, you know, it's, it's turnstile, still sounds, still sounds like turnstile. It's just good. Like, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's undeniable. I just think it's that good. I don't care if hardcore people hate it or whatever, or I don't think hardcore people do hate it, but whatever. It's, it's, no, it's hardcore just people good. love it. <laughs> Are you a real fan, Mark? Do you have the blankie? And I have the, they come out, did, did they come out the blankie? <laughs> do you have a really bad Franz tattoo? Does, do people get Franz tattoos? <laughs> Yo, somebody got like a, a couple years back. Somebody got a Franz tattoo, and it's so fucking bad. Remember the Fury record with the two faces? Yeah. Yes. They they took the faces off and put the Franz tattoo in the two directions. Mm-hmm. It's fucking ridiculous. It is so bad. Like <laughs> anybody listening to this who's young. And, and not necessarily into hardcore, but it's kind of into hardcore. And you think that, like, hey, I'm going to get, like, this band person's face tattooed on me. Don't. It's going <laughs> to look fucking stupid. They're going to tell you that they like it. <laughs> says that you should do it. But listen to me. Don't. Because they're going to tell you, oh, yeah, hey, that's cool. But they're clowning you to their friends. Like, Jesus, you see what the fuck this kid got? Speaking like, of that. Um, a lot of those Toby tattoos make him look like he's 90. Stop it. Don't do it. 
Speaking of that, <laughs> um, I mean, do you know Rob Carp, uh, Chris? I know the name. <laughs> He has a Bill Cosby tattoo. <laughs> oh, he had one. It's gone. It's covered. He, I don't recall if he got it covered or removed, but yeah, he uh, he like, got it knew? removed after. <laughs> yeah, Bill Cosby. Wow, tattoo. that's wow. I mean, he got it like wow. twenty years ago. Yeah, I would hope. I hope it wasn't like two. <laughs> Did it? Did it no, he just got it after the after his rebuild? convictions got vacated. He's <laughs> <laughs> like right now, like, damn, why did I get it covered? <laughs> yeah, but I turn I mean, I know they got haters and a lot of stuff, but I think turnstile is great. No matter what genre it is, it's just it's good. And I can listen to it with my kids in the car, which is even cool. <laughs> that's that's nice that they're kid friendly. Yeah. <laughs> that that record's not for me, but it's not meant for me. Uh, I wish that band all the success in the world, but also I really don't understand the kids that just blow themselves over it. The thing with that too is like, just because you say it's not hardcore doesn't mean it's, it's bad. Like, I'm sure they're probably going to say they're a freaking hardcore band. They're just like, they're a band that came from hardcore, but I'm sure they, they don't say that we're a hardcore band. We're trying, they're trying to do other stuff, clearly trying yeah. to do other stuff, which I mean, is fine. <laughs> don't get me wrong it's not on my list but i do really like it and i do listen to it fairly often mm-hmm. i just have a particular opinion yeah that's, that's cool. been beaten to death the only thing wrong with that record though is the song order i think i think they messed up the song order completely on that thing it's, it's i just, i also think the sequencing sucks it's yeah. terrible like it's yeah it's yeah like i don't know if like they had to put like what's his face in certain parts of the record or something uh what's the guy blood orange like, did they have to be on the last track? Is that why it was the last track? But it was just like, it's a weird sequence. Like, that song that Franz does should be the first song on the record. They should open with that song whenever they play. Like, that's a perfect, like, opening, like, interlude to, like, have your band, like, start with. But whatever. It's what it is. All right. Chris, you're up. Uh, so my number four uh, is the Pure Heel self-titled 7-inch. That was not mine. Yeah, because I mean, it's fucking yeah. pure heel. Pure heel is, you know, fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's about as hardcore punk as you can get. Like, hardcore fucking punk as you can get. Like, and, you know, fucking magical colors it came out on and different covers and wrestling and, like, it's... I took the picture that's on the cover of that. I took a picture of the collage for Jay. That's so a cool nice. cover. See? Yeah. See? So there's even a little NCS involvement. Like, <laughs> Synergy. Come on. Yeah, man, <laughs> fucking pure heel. That record fucking rules. Like pure heel rules. Like let's, let's not fucking play games. Let's not mince words. I'm yeah. glad that they're. I'm glad I'm gonna get to see him for the first time in a long time tomorrow. I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm I, I'm bummed. Like that show that's happening tomorrow, which will have been weeks ago by the time anyone hears this. Yeah, like that's a that's a stellar lineup, and I'm bummed. I mean, I would have booted a band off or two and put Smash and Grab on, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you have bounced? Um, <laughs> I mean, we're not getting into that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that uh, that brings it to me. Don't want to talk pure yep. heel anymore. Oh, well. oh I, what? I mean, come on, we hey. can talk about pure heel all night. Yeah, so. man, dude. I, my That's favorite thing about cool, that, My favorite thing about that seven inch is the the mosh part and turnbuckle. It's just yeah. like yeah, it sounds like a, like SOD or something like that. Just super cool. Like but pure yeah, heel. Fucking, 
is so good, but they probably will never get like big. But they could be, they should be like a bigger band, like definitely. It's probably not in the cards for them, but they're just good, and I enjoy them a lot. But well, yeah, absolutely. I think that if if they weren't, you know, grown ups with actual jobs that could just kids, and yeah, yeah, that that could just jump in a van and go for a couple months, I think they would they would really kind of set the hook. But you know, yeah, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, and they they might hate me saying this, but they would do really well in the punk rock bowling crowd. Yeah, like they would do really well in that, doing like a club show or something. Like they would go over well. I understand that you mean that in a nice way, but it does sound kind of back ended. Yeah, <laughs> not not in the slightest, because everyone knows that punk rock bowling is like my favorite fest. You know, like it, it, it's I I think they would fit really well and be awesome to see them and. You know, but like I, I could understand why they may be like, ooh, that's fucking ooh, you know. <laughs> it's my understanding that they're gonna be doing like a California run again. Cool. Um coming up soon. Good, good. Yeah. So they're Do you guys need a photographer if you're listening. Do you need a photographer to go with you? Just <laughs> <laughs> Depending on when it is, if you need a roadie, you know, <laughs> haven't been to Cali in a while. <laughs> NCS is here for support. <laughs> you're fully right, featured. That's what the yes is. You're fully Nickel featured. Uh, hardcore uh, podcast, photography, roading. We got yeah. it all for you. All of it. <laughs> Nickel City support. <laughs> Nickel City support. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Alex, you're up. Uh, so I'm getting ready for Chris's bell, but I'm taking the Chubby and the Gang LP, the Mutts Nuts. This record is something that I come back to fucking constantly it is catchy as hell and it just start to finish it's it's full go the record sounds like a fucking party to me in in the very best way makes me happy i don't have some deep exploration of it to go into but Mm. i just like this record gets a visceral reaction from me of just like pure fucking joy listening to it Mm -hmm. has chubby and the gang come to america they played here before I don't know. Have they played in America? I don't. I think they may have before the pandemic, but I'm not sure because this is their second full length. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I know they came over here, Alex. You would have seen them. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure they have. They did a. Yeah. They um. They definitely did a tour here. Mm-hmm. So I remember someone I, telling me about how they went to see. They drove like. I mean, it wasn't a whole tour, but they, someone drove like ten hours to go see them. I remember someone telling me that. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like it may have been before the first record came out, but I'm not sure. Okay, cool. Like I, I feel it's really a kind of a low key thing when people didn't really know what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do enjoy that record. You're not going to get the bell because we're letting Turnstile pass. So Chubby and the Gang. Can yeah, pass. this is objectively more of a hardcore record than the Turnstile record. So objectively, um, but no, I do. I enjoy it. Uh, like I've like I've said, maybe it was in private conversations or whatever. The seven inch that came out before it, I really didn't think it was going to be any good, and I was like pleasantly surprised. Uh, and I guess the singer is a union electrician, awesome. and I only know that because a scenic on my job apparently talks to the singer all the time. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, you should totally come to the U.S. and like work electric here." He's like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to spark in the U.S." I was just funny that like he called it sparking because I feel like here that means something else entirely different. 
I think so. Something we don't know about, right? <laughs> yeah, something we know nothing about. You know, as as but any listeners can tell from does. <laughs> as any listeners can tell from how often we've got uh, Mike Jeffers on here, we are a strongly pro union podcast. Definitely very pro union. <laughs> as we there is at least there is at least one union member on this podcast. <laughs> very nice. All right, Derek, you're up. Well, I had the same number four as Chris. Should I yeah. fuck myself and say, hey, go ahead, Mark? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, maybe we just jump into Derek's three. Anything to add? I already added what I needed to add to that. Um, Derek, what's your three? My three is Torso Home Wrecked. Um, three songs, seven inch. What did that come out on? Revelation. Um, I just love that band. I, everything they've done is awesome. Um, and I'm hungry for some more. I mean, that left me wanting something, so that's good. It's, you know, it's a quick, quick two of their songs and a cover of uh, Your Ex by The Faith. Did you see them when they played here? No, I was out of town. Uh, Did you? Yeah, I went to that show. How, how, was, how was it? Great. Next to Amy's place was awesome. I wish I would have seen it. Yeah, it was it was a good time. It's a good room. Well, I don't know how good of a room that place is, but it was cool. It was fun. <laughs> I mean, it's I, don't, good I don't care about the room. I just wanted to see the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but do you guys, are you, are you guys into that band or no? I like them. I, I, yeah, I like them. I'm not like super into them, but I have a bunch of the records. I like, I like them. Yeah. yeah I think they're pretty, and they're I, pretty good. They're, they're uh, fake diacritics drive me insane. Uh, but you know, they're fake. What the diacritics like the O with a line through it, oh, and like okay. O with umlauts. Uh, like th- those are the same yeah. letter in different languages. It's just yeah, like it's just fucking. Oh, you gotta have your thing, man. Fake umlauts. Let, let bands have their thing. Person, <laughs> it's, like it's like a logo. You know, bands can't really have logos anymore because everything cool has been done. But yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta stand out somehow. Definitely. Yeah, the last great logos it, I... are like the fucked up logo and the Violent Minds logo, in my yeah. opinion. Those are the last two I can think of. Yeah, so matching a couple of letters together and putting a circle around is kind of played out. It's true, but when your band's called Fucked Up, uh, you kind of got to have something to be marked. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I mean, you're not wearing you're not wearing that shirt to tenth grade English class. And why violent? The Violent Minds. Logo's sick. Yeah, isn't it just the yeah. VM thing? Yeah, yeah it was a circle. It's it elegant cool in its out. simplicity. Yeah, it's like kind of mm. kind of striking how simple but cool it looks. I don't know. It's fair. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, that's a really cool logo. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying they like did something fucking crazy and like developed some, you know, really deep imagery it's like like it it looks like like any super classic punk uh punk logo yeah all right let's let's, let's talk about someone else now it's like like the teacher in class that was an awesome book report excellent cool a plus (laughs) so who's next should should alex go again well i think that's you mark the answer is yeah you're, you're number three 
my number three record is uh, Trapped in the World by Terror. Um, really? Yeah, I like it. No, and not, I'm, not, I'm not saying really as in it's bad. I'm saying really as in it's just re-recorded old songs. I think it's good. I think it's really good. It's like it, it's like uh, it's it's just good. I mean, it's it's cool how they rework a little bit, and I I think it works. And I'm a I'm a terror guy, so I I think it's it's good. I don't I don't gotta defend myself. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's bad. Like it's it was, it was a great idea. It was well executed. Any reference to zero tolerance is always gonna get a thumbs up from me. Yeah, I mean, I I just I it's it's one of the standout things for this year for me. I just think it's. I, Something I enjoyed a lot this year, and you know. Did you get the first press or second press? I don't buy records. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the I asked press. Because, yeah, the second press is way cooler than the first. Yeah, yeah I didn't get the first. How I is that you, Alex? Or is uh, I actually cool didn't get a physical copy of that yet. I, I haven't seen one, and I didn't. I didn't order it. Yeah, because terror is not cool anymore. No, I, I'm. I'm. You totally I'm make sure in. to say like, that. I will absolutely buy them. <laughs> but I really tend to buy records more at shows uh, than anything else. I'll mail order stuff if I need to, but yeah, I, I'd prefer to buy direct from a band when I have the choice. Yeah, yeah. me too. Fair, but I, it seems like all I do is order Noah. Yeah, bands don't really yeah, carry like, records. It seems. Well, when that record came out. I missed orders for the first press. I was going to order one and I missed out. And then it, it was kind of out of sight, out of mind. There was less fuss about the uh, the repress. And, you know, I'll, I'll grab one when I see it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, yeah, I think it's, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Terra fanboy, so it's, it's good stuff. I don't, I, I mean, know, I I'm buy- not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty Terra fanboy too. Like I, I don't want to say I hate admitting this, but I have like, what like three terror tattoos like <laughs> like i you know, like don't listen to this part scott from north buffalo but like yeah i'm I'm a pretty big fucking terror fanboy. also i was thinking too like if we ever have a song draft like i had asked about like just drafting hardcore tracks yeah terror would be a good one there's definitely a terror song in my top three like definitely like uh yeah i mean my terror wrote your third favorite hardcore song of all time definitely there. You dare okay. say what it is? I'm kind of curious. I think "Push It Away" is one of the best hardcore songs ever. I think it's a perfect soundtrack for like, like it's a perfect soundtrack for like if you're like you know you're aging out of hardcore and you're like you know you're trying to you're trying to you know it's it's like it's like your soundtrack for keeping going in hardcore. I think for me at least anyway, "Push It Away." Okay. I think it's a great song. I think it's an incredible song. I mean, I would say I don't. I don't know what to say about that song, but I like Keepers of the Faith is definitely a top ten record. Period for me. Yeah. Damn. Damn. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, Keepers of the Faith. Like Keepers of the Faith. Like when that record came out, it was just like, oh, all right. You know, like I was a terror fan, but that record was like, all right. You know what? Like, yeah, I got to stop pretending that I'm not like a fucking terror fan. And it's like crazy. It's like you have a like that's like a classic hardcore record in 2010 like yeah. like you thought yeah. those were done but they yeah. still they, yeah. they can still come out you know yeah yeah 100 so, yeah that record and their first lp i think are head and shoulders above all their other records all their other lps at least actually my my favorite record of theirs is still the the first 12 inch 
mm-hmm. uh, lowest of the low EP. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that's that's a fucking tough mark to hit. That's that's no slight against their later stuff. I yeah. still reserve the right to think push it away in a in a song draft. <laughs> so that's I, fine. That's totally I still fine. Reserve that right. Here's here's. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, I could yeah. tell you, I could tell you about my other favorite hardcore songs, but we we'll we'll say that for another. That'll question. be another episode. <laughs> uh, so my number three, which if it's not any on any of your lists, it's gonna be a problem. Smash and grab demo. Not on it's my a, list. Oh, the silence! The silence speaks volumes. <laughs> it was on my list, but then I left it off because I knew you were gonna you were gonna talk about it, and uh, you know it, it's. I think that's. That is probably like it's definitely in my top two favorite demos of the year. We'll get to what the other one. Anyone else before I like fully get on my knees and start filleting that band? It would have been on my top ten, but it it doesn't make my top five. Mm. (laughs) So I (laughs) I will say that for like straight up new band, Smash and Grab is definitely my favorite. They are in my top three favorite current Buffalo bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that demo is just so fucking good. Like I've talked about it. I feel like I've talked about it endlessly on other episodes, just like how awesome I think that demo is. Like the mm-hmm. Buffalo hardcore song that we played on the podcast. So seriously lost track off <laughs> the raw demos. Song. Yeah. Such a good yeah. song. It is. Like there's everything is a banger on that. Like of the Nick and Mason bands, they're definitely my favorite. And all of those bands are awesome. Don't get me wrong. But like Smash and Grab is like it's the top of the mountain for me. And I can't wait to see what they do next. And I've got people like messaging me, asking me when they're putting out a record. It's like, I don't fucking know. Isn't it like Edgewood? Is that don't aren't they like signed to Edgewood or yeah, I mean, that's, that's, what that's gonna be. Yeah. yeah. I mean look those guys got it right for three bands you know yeah <laughs> and, and it's it's really telling that like those dudes write for at least three bands wink wink nod nod <laughs> and they're still able to put out killer shit definitely you know when there's people who are writing for one band and they're like fucking shitting all over the bathroom can't figure hey, out where the toilet I'm is sitting right here man <laughs> <laughs> how hard is to write come on <laughs> Tell them because clearly it's not. Like I don't know what's going on. Like I don't know what's going on with those guys. But it's just like every band, banger after banger after banger, fucking violent way exhibition, like banger after banger after banger. For those of us, those of you who follow us on on uh, Instagram, there's a video of them covering Zero Tolerance. So look for that. And it's up to eleven, almost twelve hundred plays. So which is great. That's pretty cool. And even even ZT guys were like, oh fuck, this is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that band is so stripped down, so basic in the very best way. Definitely. Like, th- there's there are absolutely no frills, and when they play, every single time I see them, they are stronger and stronger live. Mm-hmm. Fucking they, hardcore, man. They, have they should be playing that show. Tomorrow. They should be playing that show. Absolutely. Aren't Who they would you knock off for them? Are they playing in Rochester soon? <laughs> Smash and grab. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. Sometime around the new year, yeah. It's I, yeah. I think it's uh, uh like I I think it's part right of that like season. weekend. Yeah, I think it's part of that weekend with exhibition. That's like Philly, somewhere and somewhere. 
we should post that on the Instagram somewhere just so give it a little bit of we're not, you know, we're not like the biggest people in the world, but give it a little love, you know. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Nice. I think one of the dates might be Cleveland, so maybe Bleach Miles can like put it on his podcast on his uh podcast yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, Alex, you're up. So this one's kind of knee-jerk because I just got this demo in the last week, but I fucking love it. It's it's a new band called Shock Tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're from like Philadelphia. The it's uh, their demo. You want to get on it if you're if you're going to, uh, because I think they only did 100 150 of them. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's you have to Matt, after this. You'll have to send me a link. It's uh, it's so Matt Smith, who's played in a million bands, including you know Terror, Shark Attack, Knife Fight, Rain on the Parade. Uh, he's singing. This is the first band that I know of that he sings in. It's uh it's just really fucking good, like straightforward, uh, like US 82 kind of hardcore, mm-hmm. uh, definitely worth, worth checking out. It's up on Spotify, Bandcamp. It's, it's easy to find shock tactics. I, I do have to say, uh, I fucking hate the term US 82. I'm just is putting that... that out there. Fair enough. <laughs> Alex is the only person I've heard say it. And it doesn't mean I hate you. I just fucking hate that term. Well, in other circles of my friends, uh, that's that's pretty common. Like that shit, and like UK eighty two and stuff like 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 nineteen eighty two US hardcore is one ish. Thing, but like US eighty two, like oh, oh. Anyway, oh, moving on. Sure. <laughs> hey, I will. They have a Bandcamp. You said they have a Bandcamp. Yeah, Bandcamp and Spotify. The demo you can order through Bandcamp. Um, it's on. Uh, yeah, I'll message it to you. Is it on Contention Records? Because that'd be funny. It's on my War Records. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Is it a cardboard like? Uh, yeah, it's in a cardboard cardboard like slipcase. Single. Nice. People need to bring back a singles. Nice. Very it's, cool. It's so new. I haven't even opened the tape yet. I've just played it a million times on uh, Spotify and Bandcamp. That's what you gotta do, man. That's yeah, what you gotta do. You don't gotta open that stuff. I don't know about you guys. My car doesn't have a tape deck. No, I got a I got a tape player back here that I stole off of the last OG. The last OG. Tracy Morgan touched it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was out of uh, it was off the set. That was his uh, bedroom on the set. Nice. All right, so we're up to number two now. Because Derek, you already had your number three. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, I'm going. No, don't. No, no, I go. No, it's, yeah. it's it's good back to Mark. Yeah. Oh, cool. Unless okay. you have more to say about either shock tactics or smash and grab, or torso, or tor- <laughs> well, you already talked about torso. It was your pick. no? I'm good. Um, actually, with another torso thing, we had like a little photo show in my store, and I used a picture of torso in my photo show. It's like two okay. years ago. Nice. But that was cool, but whatever. <laughs> oh, about smash and grab. Uh, yeah, I just want to reiterate what someone else said on here once. Um, one of the baddest bands in Buffalo. Yeah, and they should even though that. even though exhibition says says it on the shirt, they are definitely yeah. one of the baddest. Well, he said he said that though. I'm pretty sure yeah, Brett's true. That. Violent way, smash and grab, and exhibition, baddest bands in Buffalo. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. Fully support that. <laughs> yeah, they got pure heel it. too, but I get why they weren't a part of that. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. You say baddest? Yeah, like yeah, bad motherfuckers, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I was yeah. hearing baddest and I was hearing fattest, but <laughs> well, that's not cool. <laughs> oh, ain't a body shamer. Ain't no body shaming. All right, my number two is Distant Populations by Quicksand. Uh, that's my number two. Because it's a great comeback record. Like, you know, they did it's my second favorite turn or not turnstile. It's my second favorite turnstile record. Ooh. I only like one turnstile record, the new one, but it's my Shot second fired. favorite quicksand record behind uh, the first or behind the uh, first LP. I think it's that good. It's uh it's a back to well not back to form, but it's it's just it's quicksand being quicksand. And uh people who say it sounds like rival schools don't know what they're talking about. It's quicksand. Um it's just good all the way through. It's you know enjoyable, it's it's got some it's just great. I mean, I don't know what to say about it. It's just it's quicksand and Wally is, you know, the man. He's you know, I got nothing else, man. <laughs> so, Hopefully, I'll get so to, to speak see to your soon. point about to speak to your point about the the rival schools comparison. Mm-hmm. To me, it sounds like quicksand songs with a more rival schools recording, and I think that that production mm-hmm. is is what drives that mm-hmm. uh, drives that comparison. Yeah, and obviously, it's also a little bit of a lazy comparison because nobody's thinking past. Oh, these are songs that Walter wrote. Yeah, but I mean, all I mean, this, I, yeah, I, I like. I like the songs on that record a lot. I'm still not in love with the sound of the record, mm-hmm. but you know the the songs themselves are fucking great. Sketchy. I, yeah, I wouldn't definitely. put it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it ahead of like Manic Compression, but uh, fair enough. You know, I, I do like it better than Interiors. And there are some songs that would on this that would fit on Slip. I think that are like classic quicksand sounding songs. So. If you're looking for, if you're an old Quicksand fan and you're like, oh, should I get back into Quicksand? This is a good record. So, That's a good record. I, I, I like the way it sounds. I think it sounds really good. Yeah. I don't and think Walter, it sounds bad. I just don't think it sounds like, you know, what some people would expect. What, like, if, if you sit around listening to Slip mm-hmm. and then this is, you know, you, you play this record, clearly the, you know, the, the production does not sound all that similar. Although if you look at it in a more linear way, you know, going straight down all their releases, mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like movements. That's the one before this, right? Interiors. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't like that record at all. Um, yeah. But it didn't catch this, me, you know, but whatever. It's this life. one, like this one at first, it didn't, didn't catch me, but then I, I heard you talking about it, Mark. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it another try. Yeah. And now I, I love it. I think it's good. I think it's great. Yeah. Hopefully I can my, see them sometime. Shout out to Epitaph Records for uh, getting that thing into fucking record stores three months before my pre order uh, still hasn't arrived. Oh, really? <laughs> I was going to say, like, mine hasn't come either. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Like, that and the Marauder demos record that I feel was like 10 years ago. People are saying they bought on Amazon. The LPs you can yeah. buy them on Amazon right now. <laughs> sure, but like, so I mean, in June, yeah. I pre-ordered that record when, like, the day it came up. Yeah, and uh, I understand if the label wants to give the band copies, like, if, if they want to give the band the first copies so they can sell it on tour and support themselves. Like, yeah, gas isn't free. I get that. Yeah, 
but the fact that they were just shipping them out to record stores and Amazon and all that shit before filling before filling pre-orders yep. is like but it's bit. possible that um there was some kind of issue with colors because I know like um Indecision is putting out some record and they have the black copies right now, but the colored copies they won't have till next year for some reason. So it might be there might be some kind of weird thing with that. Yeah. There's like shortage of product. That's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. Yeah. But now we get a slip mat out of the deal. Isn't that exciting? How many slip mats do you add to the stack? (laughs) If you you know if if you pre-ordered it, uh and so I got an email from the label that said basically like thanks for your patience with the pre-order uh this is going to be delayed i think they said until december sometime which probably means february uh but we're gonna we're gonna send you a slip mat yeah i don't fucking know (laughs) i'm curious if i get two slip mats because i ordered two lps probably but that's neither here nor there (laughs) (laughs) anyhow chris what's your number two we're on number two yeah uh, Akulu. Unscrew your head. Well, that was my number one. So. Also my number one. <laughs> bold, bold number I don't, one. I don't think it's close. I think that's the best record of the year walking away. Uh, I, it is a fantastic record. It takes me right back to the summer of 89. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've said it before. This to me is what Leeway wrote best wishes. It would be this record. Like it yeah, it, this is, I mean, it's cool that the younger generation is getting into that 89, 90 sound, but it's definitely a nostalgia trip. Like, it, it's like, it took me right back to the summer of 89, like, and all the crazy shit that happened that summer. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this, is the, this is the three decade later soundtrack to that summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. Yeah, I mean, not my number one. What was that, Derek? It's not not my number one, but it's a great record. Yeah, I mean, and like it's like when people like like I mean, they're a young band that's doing hardcore, and there's no one like giving them any backlash about it. It's they're like it sounds cool, like because a lot of people say like people are like fucking with turnstile because they're young people, and they're not even really that young. But like, no, they're not that young. There's young bands that people like. Well, there's young bands here that people like, even old yeah. people. It's like yeah. it's not it's not the people it's it's the set it's you know it's you know a little it's it's not like downplaying young people it, it's you know if you don't like something you don't like something you know but whatever i love this record it's it's my favorite crow mags record since <laughs> since rhythms of the madness Weltschmerz, which was i mean that that's like what 2008 yeah i will i will say this since you kind of brought up turnstile again mm-hmm. To me, and it might be a little like gatekeepery, but whatever. It's practically my middle name. Mm-hmm. The way people talked about the Turnstile record is how they should have been talking about this. Agreed. Record. Like, Agreed. this is the record that people should be like. This is the hardcore record of the year. This is the record that I will die on a hill for. Yeah. This is the record that should have been getting that energy. Yeah, this is even more undeniable than the turnstile in my mind, like because it's my number one. Turnstile was number four. This is this is undeniable in 2021, I think. Yeah, yeah. I would dare say, I mean, it's not my number one, Mm -hmm. but going by the consensus of the podcast, this is the record of the year. Yeah, definitely. Three quarters of the people who are who are like tripping over themselves to praise the turnstile LP, though, 
dropped out of hardcore 10, 15 years ago. That like the people <laughs> that I hear really that, going nuts and, about. And yes, yes, absolutely. But those people can listen to this record and and be like, oh shit, yeah, this is like 1989, 1990. Like Ryan Foister was like, is it this record is in his top 10? You yeah. know, like this, this record transcends all that. That's what I'm saying. Like the Akulu record should have the energy of support of hardcore kids that the turnstile top 40 nineties nostalgia record got, <laughs> you know, like this, this is the hard, this is legitimately then though. It's not my number one. And when we talk number one, I'll discuss why, but this is legitimately the hardcore record of the year right yeah. here straight up no bullshit no fucking movies no goofy ass pictures like straight up this is it yeah i like this I record blame. better than turnstile because i like uh the chromags better than 311 <laughs> yeah. fair enough yeah That's even some... even current chromags better than 311 <laughs> fair enough yeah. Oh, man. What were you saying, Derek? I stepped on you there. I don't know. fine. <laughs> you put the stamp on it. Good job. <laughs> so that brings us to my number two, which is uh, the Exhibition 7-inch. I think that this is the best hardcore 7-inch of the year uh, from any band. Like, regardless of the fact that I'm talking about my friends from Buffalo, mm-hmm. I think this is the best hardcore 7-inch of the year. I think that you know, it's it's got just the right amount of the right amount of like guitar wanking to really fucking drive it. Yeah, the, definitely. The the fucking mosh parts go. The fast parts are killer. You know, the guest spot by Scott didn't even fucking need it. Like he's great. He's a fucking legend. Yeah. But you know, like that record speaks for itself. Everything Brett about it sounds is great too. Bulletproof. I think Brett sounds really good on this. Absolutely, yeah, I, think he sounds, yeah. I think he sounds better than he has on anything else. Yeah, definitely. that demo, the demo last year was was exceptional, and I think this is a huge step mm-hmm. past yeah. that. And I, I, if they would have just plateaued with that demo and just kind of put out stuff at that quality level, it would have been perfectly respectable. They would have been a good fucking band. I think this record makes them a great band. I think that by the time that they actually get to get out and really play to to some crowds that can see you know how they're coming into their own yeah i think the sky's the limit for this band yeah. you know yeah, the guitar go... player that's not Ma- that's not mason i love his stage presence <laughs> i think he, he's yeah. awesome like he just... his name's his name's brett also yeah i just think he's like he's he's definitely kind of a showman a little bit which i like so that's cool he's he's a nice fucking dude man yeah he's, he's, uh, he's definitely he's a good presence on 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 the floor i guess because i only saw them at the uh at the uh the firm there so yeah definitely cool definitely cool band yeah and i mean like every release they get better you know like i'm excited to see what they do next and then they, if we were doing top band? Time, it definitely would have been on there are they a strange band i don't know about the guitar player okay yeah, I don't know about him. He does look questionable now that you mention it. <laughs> but that, you know, everything is better with the edge, but if, if four out of five is, is okay, right? <laughs> everything's better with the edge. We're making sure. Exhibition X. <laughs> everything's better with the edge. Oh, yeah, always. Axes always win. Uh, it was an oversight that I didn't put that on, on mine. Like I oh, said, if we were doing top ten, it would have been there. 
Yeah, that might have been, that could have been my five. Yeah. That's mm. good shit. And plus, I'm still waiting for that record, too. Really? Yeah. yeah did you get that... yours? <laughs> oh, no. They're, they didn't I, get their I, records I, in time for the record release. Uh, yeah, no, I did, I did not. The, at their record release show, they had a QR code on the table to take you to the website to order the record. <laughs> <laughs> so 2021. I, I guess that yeah, they, uh, they found out problems, like a day beforehand. Uh, <laughs> the guy who runs the label told them like a day beforehand that it was uh, that the records were not going to make it. Yeah. I don't know. They were saying something about before the end of the year, but I don't trust anything with pressing plants yeah. these days. I mean, yeah, so no, far. particularly because everybody's pressing overseas and sending them on ships. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. How did Akulu get their record done? It was earlier on, wasn't yeah, it? But they like, I mean, it was in the middle of the pandemic, was, but they, they didn't have a label. Was, like, was, they, they know Adele. Was that? What's that? Alex? They they know Adele. She put in a good word. Uh, oh. <laughs> Adele single-handedly like slammed the brakes on every fucking pressing plant because she ordered so many copies of her new oh. LP, and she ordered like they reason, ordered it months ago. I, and, yeah. I thought Adele Collins from I. But I was thinking at first, but what? I picked. <laughs> like this doesn't make any sense because I'm so fucking hardcore. I don't see anything outside of hardcore. Apparently, <laughs> she she spent all her benefit money. Whoa! <laughs> Come out. That's staying. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Nobody's gonna know who we're talking about. It's Dude, we should have an episode about like hardcore frauds. Like there was some girl in Erie, I guess, who faked cancer too. Do you remember that? Counterpart. The name was like counterfeit. The band was counterpart. No, counterfeit. Yeah. Yeah. We should, we so should do a whole like expose on faking faking it like <laughs> hardcore fraud. Faked yeah. having cancer and then got a head tattoo as a symbol of her strength of overcoming cancer. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Cut that out. Oh, <laughs> well, leave that in too. <laughs> yeah, leave it all. If somebody wanted to give me like a hundred thousand dollar, you know, cancer benefit, I'd I'd get a head tattoo also. <laughs> <laughs> and fake cancer. Yeah, maybe not that part. <laughs> yeah, you gotta consider. Like, do I want a fake cancer? <laughs> Eric, your number two. What's up? Uh my number two is quicksand. Oh yeah. Okay. Derek got scooped this whole way. Yeah, That's man. Okay. So, Chris, we need your number one since my number one was a Kulu. Man, there's so like my with the only thing really on my list is the Akulu. Maybe smash and grab. So, my number one is the record "God's Hate" by the band "God's Hate." Uh I, I can feel you all judging me, and I don't care. I don't fucking <laughs> care. I fucking love that fucking record. Like I listen to it all the fucking time. I listen to that record so much, in fact, that I've forgotten about ninety percent of what came out this year. Yeah. Like I fucking I love that like ignorant fucking blast the kid in the face pit music. Love that shit. <laughs> uh the singer's a professional wrestler, right? Yes. He is now, yes. Yeah. Uh, Brody King, I forget his name is like well, not anymore. Right? Well, right now, like uh, Ring of Honor, like everyone's gone off of Ring of Honor now. They like dropped sure their whole gonna, roster. But, I'm yeah. sure he's going to show up in AEW before long. Yeah, like they would, they would be stupid not to pick him up. Like considering some of the people they've picked up, they would be stupid not to pick him up. Yeah. Um, like honestly, I'm surprised he hasn't been in AEW sooner. 
Yeah. Uh, that, I just I love that record. Like they have a song about killing Trump supporters. I've been meaning to check out that album, but I just haven't had the opportunity. Maybe I'll listen to it tomorrow on the way to work. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have an ignorant day at work. <laughs> Maybe the I need that. You swear by tends to be kind of a coin flip for me, but I'll give this one, I'll give this one a shot. I never liked I don't, their I stuff. don't think Alex, I don't think you'll like it. I've never liked uh, their stuff too much, like their recorded stuff before this. I, I've always really liked and respected their live show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I've seen them a bunch of times and that band goes hard. Like they they do not leave anything up on that stage when they play. Yeah. No, and they, this this is definitely their best record. Like this is head to me, head and shoulders above the rest. Like I like the other stuff, but this I fucking love this record. Yeah. Um live yes they're great live i went and saw them got bronchitis it was great uh i don't know that i got bronchitis from the show but it just worked out in that time frame um when i saw them the first time i saw them however many years back at united blood three of them were wearing marauder shirts the early gods hate stuff is pretty much marauder worship and they did a marauder cover what song I, i don't remember uh, but it was just like, wow, you really like, you're not hiding it at all. <laughs> like, it's right there for everyone to see. The cover is pretty cool of their record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I fucking, I love the record. Like, like, I listen to it all the time. As soon as it came out, all the fucking time, the like, the fucking riffs are in my head and they're just like, dun, 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 dun. you know, like, it's like, ugh. like, why can't I be in my 30s again so I can just fucking murder people? <laughs> We fucking uh, love that record. I'll have to re- like. I'll have to visit that. I don't think I even listened to it. So, oh, I love it. And, and it's very possible that you're gonna be like, like, what the fuck? Like, why? <laughs> I mean, sometimes uh, you need that. Though. Yeah. Sometimes you need that, and God's hate fills that need. Sometimes like, you feel a little like that need. Yeah, yeah man, right. fills that need. And oh, so I, I cannot go on enough about how much I love that fucking God's hate record. Like they played, um. The incendiary show, mm-hmm. and I only went for them. I, I stayed and watched incendiary for most of their set, but I only went for God's sake. That's the only reason why I went to the show. If they weren't playing, I wouldn't have gone. Nice, very cool. All right, Derek, you're number one. I number one. Any guesses? Buffalo Buffalo Band. You're number one, Buffalo Band. Uh, uh what came out this year from Buffalo besides? Smash and grab. I'll, I'll be a, a little surprised if it's Violent Way. Is it Violent Way? No, it's not. Uh, okay, so it's not, and it's not. Oh, they live. Oh, yeah, they live. <laughs> they live. All right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Summer about Summer of that. Canal. I'm a terrible uh, person. I got mine here right here, too. <laughs> mine's, like, mine's in a box over here. Just out of reach. I, I mean, I listened to it like probably at least twice a week um it's just i mean some of that might be because it's not like on like streaming services but if i'm at home like sitting by my record player it's on you know um i just the first song pull your card is so fucking good it's such a good song it's like one of my favorite you know like songs in the last like four years um and like I like uh, you know the regionality of it all. I mean, they the you know the 
love canal song i think that's really cool it's like relatable much like the smash and grab have you know having the buffalo hardcore song it's like hey hometown shit you know i love it yeah so, man yeah super cool but yeah that's my I, I, I do i did enjoy it i haven't listened to it in a while but i mean i picked it up uh and i, I did like it um and i i'm really also pretty stoked on how much 716 pride buffalo bands have right now yeah you know like the older bands other than like zt with the super crew song there weren't that many bands that were putting buffalo specifically into their songs or like kind of regional specific things into their songs so much i feel like eric Elman may have done that a number of times through his various bands yeah i think no time left um, songs that were like yeah buffalo oriented like rapid transit yeah. uh, rapid transit to nowhere is yeah. pretty specifically yeah. about buffalo urgent uh regional planning so yeah yeah you know yeah but i'm saying like pretty cool we I, have like, I don't uh, we have like eight or nine all... records total that we've talked about and uh like three of them are buffalo records and there's no bullshit or filler in there like that's fucking cool yeah, yeah. Def. definitely we got some buffalo adjacent stuff too like tuning so we're all buffalo yeah. here man <laughs> Tuning in mean, here. all buffalo all nickel, the time here nickel city soundtrack like this is what we're about <laughs> i'm i'm wearing a fucking griselda hat and a zero tolerance sweatshirt like come on this is what we're all about Dude, buffalo's where it's at man my favorite scene you know, <laughs> best scene ever buffalo all time yeah man i will i will die on that hill <laughs> do we want to talk about throw out a couple of non-hardcore things we were into this year Yep. Yep. What do you got? Well, you start off, Mark. You went. What do you got? What I you got, got nothing. Pulled? I got nothing else. What? You could have put turnstile there. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, well, I want to shout out the uh, seven seconds reissue. Like, if if you like seven seconds, buy the reissue. Like, it's it's a whole new like layout and package and stuff. It's, it's like a freaking book and a record. It's it's awesome. So if you don't have it, buy it. So there. I got uh, a nice little surprise a couple days ago. One of my favorite bands uh, released an LP that I didn't know existed. And they hadn't done anything in over 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's Gentleman Jesse. Uh, I'm guessing it's off your radar. But it's uh, basically it's like a power pop record by Jesse Smith from the Carbonas. Uh, he had done. I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> the Carbonas are like a like a garage band that had a pretty reasonable following. Um, mm. Gentleman Jesse put out a couple seven inches. This is their third LP, mm. but this had, this is their first record in ten years. Uh, I've listened to it basically nonstop since it came out. I just got my copy. Sorry, the I, what's it called again? The band's called Gentleman Jesse. Okay. Uh, the LP is called Lose Everything. Their first two LPs are, you know, they're a little bit different from this one, uh, but this one is still just like so catchy. It's just like cover to cover earworms, man. And I realized that, you know, I, I had a conversation with Chris a couple days ago uh, in which Power Pop was disparaged. <laughs> you know, was it? Yeah. I, we I don't think with, it was necessarily John. disparaged. Did it? Did it? I thought it was just kind of like. I do have a non-hardcore yeah. thing to talk about. If 
we want to get if I can get get you back in. The journey, the journey interview. Yeah, yeah, that was really disparaged. It was just like uh, I feel it was more of a contrast. I felt attacked. <laughs> 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 no, I, I mean I love Gentleman Jesse. They're like my favorite stuff of theirs is the first LP and first seven inch. This record is fucking great. It came out on Beach Impediment. You can order it on Bandcamp. Uh, it's actually cheaper on Bandcamp than it is on the Beach Impediment website, which is fucking weird because they have to pay Bandcamp to do that. So whatever. Unless you order it on Fridays. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I love it. All right. Can I jump back in? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, for, I forgot about this because it, ju- it just came out, but um, it's non-hardcore. Um, the Chamberlain album Fate's Got a Driver was reissued was reissued like a cover album of it was reissued to benefit um, this organization called Sounds for Saving and it's like it's uh, what's he pulling out there I don't know <laughs> probably Fate's Got a Driver and it's, uh, this is the gentleman. Gentleman. I was just okay. going to show it to you for a visual cue later. And there, there's various various um, luminaries doing the songs in that record, like Dashboard Professional, singer from um, Rise Against, uh, Richie Birkenhead, um, the singer from what's the name of that band? Thursday. No, he's not on that. The singer from uh, what's that band from Long Island? The freaking Victory Band. I can't think of their name. Flavor Flaves in their music video. What the hell are they called? <laughs> well, I can't think of what they're oh, calling. Taking it's, Back Sunday, right? Taking Back Sunday, yeah. yeah. The singer from that band is does a does a song. Um, but the highlight, you know, as I was telling you, telling somebody the other day, <laughs> there's a the song Five Year Diaries covered by this country singer named Arlo McKinley, which I think it's it's an incredible version of the song. So if you like Chamberlain. Check this out. It's a benefit um, for this organization. Um, and it's a cool way to rehear these songs. And which is, I think this is my favorite 90s quote unquote hardcore album, the Chamberlain Face Guy Driver album. So check it out. If you if you like Chamberlain and you like different takes in their songs, definitely check it out. Just to clarify, since you refer to them as luminaries, did they all get asked out on dates? <laughs> <laughs> well played, Alex. Well played. Oh, well played. <laughs> well played. Uh, so my my little non-hardcore shout-outs are um I'm only gonna do two. One being Frozen Soul from Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, death metal band from Texas. I've listened to that record a lot to Crips of Ice. I'm a big fan of it. And like my friends who listen to metal, when I say, oh yeah, I'm really into Frozen Soul, they just don't say anything. So I don't know if they feel that Frozen Soul is like whack or something. Yeah. I don't I don't know, but I dig it. I think it's cool. But I'm also not like a death metal aficionado. Like I listen to a few things, but yeah. I'm a big fan of Frozen Soul. And um, another one keeping it buffalo uh the velvet bethany record bliss city like i fucking love that record yeah. uh, and and shout out to rob for turning me on to velvet bethany even though alex apparently already knew about that deal and, and you know obviously we had him on the podcast and did an episode but fucking bliss city 
such a like I, I love that record. It's fucking great. Not hardcore at all. Mm-hmm. Uh somebody in my household has compared it to Wiz Fair, I think. <laughs> um, but I, I, your I, cats? Love it. I think it's great. Yes. <laughs> uh I, I think it's I great fucking record, super catchy, little bit of a bite. It's great. Also Buffalo. Hundred percent. Also Buffalo. I thought that was last year. Otherwise, I, I'd have mentioned it. I actually, I, I had to look on Spotify and it says 2021. I trust it. So it must have been like an early, earlier in the year release. Nice. What do you got, Derek? Yo, I'm a simpleton. I only like hardcore, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so Scott from North Buffalo likes you. Uh, <laughs> I No, I guess I got one thing. A drug church... Tawny. Oh yeah, that's probably the. I, it's adjacent, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I really like that record. If it was the nineties, those guys would be playing hardcore shows. Yeah, like, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, although this record is a little more, uh, I don't know. I guess indie. Yeah. Sounding. Yeah. But, Speaking of that. Have you listened to Military Gun at all? I have. I think that's and pretty I, good. I like it enough. I yeah. mean, <laughs> like, if it comes on, I'm not going to change it. Yeah. I think one of the guys from Drug Church is in that band. Yeah. Military Gun, so. I'm out guys- on Drug Church until that piece of shit stops disparaging Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the story there? Oh, just Patrick Kinlan likes to uh, take shots at Buffalo on... Uh, on Axe to Grind fucking anytime it comes up. It's like, and, motherfucker, and you are from Albany. Yeah, seriously. They'll do that. Oh, yeah, didn't we do a whole like diss track on Albany? I feel like we I feel like uh, we did an episode about how Buffalo's better than Albany. Buffalo's yeah. definitely better. Like, what bands even came out of freaking Albany? Come on. <laughs> what, what's come, what bands have come from Albany? And Troy doesn't count. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, Troy is its own thing. Yeah, Troy Core. Uh, I can't. I we had we had come up with a few, but it was nothing. I mean, uh, always, always and forever, Wolfpack is always going to get respect and love. Yeah. But I'm sure that dude wasn't around when Wolfpack was. So, <laughs> right, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think we. Uh, I think we made it through another year. <laughs> Next year is going to be telling because we have because uh, we had like. I don't know if you guys saw, you probably didn't see all that uh like that whole thing with our top stuff and everything. Our top uh our top like listens and all that stuff. Like there's like a video that is on Anchor. I can send you the link to it. But okay. everything on there is like top forever. Like we had our best year with everything because it was our first full year. <laughs> so <laughs> next year will will be the telling thing to see how like things really how we're really doing. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Let's, let's, let's talk let's, a second about yeah. or address us for a second that Mark Polanka had the number one episode. And I know people are like, oh, that's because, you know, hardcore, hardcore. But like, he beat out Daryl. Yeah. He beat out Robbie. He beat out Alex Webster. Yeah. Like, big names. You know, like, yeah. number one, like, right there. Yeah. Mark Polanka. Like, that, that's crazy. I mean, it's awesome. But, it's crazy. 
Yeah. No disrespect to anybody else. I think that's by far the best episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Without yeah. Jeff Musial, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, legitimately, Jeff Musial is a re- is in his own circles a big deal. Beat out Vogel, yeah. beat out any episode Vogel's been on. Yeah, uh, you, you know, like it's 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 crazy. He beat out Kelly talking about Mariachi El Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Do you, do you think because uh, there's like you know kind of like some mystery around them? You know, like you kind of fell off the face of the earth as far as hardcore and like Buffalo. You know, I feel like I everyone mean, who like hadn't heard from him in a while, like called up someone or text someone and said, "Dude, Mark Belanca's on this podcast talking for like two hours. Listen to this." I think that probably. happened a lot, which wouldn't happen with any of those other people because people heard from the other people. Like, like here's Mark talking. I don't know if yeah, Mark's got like, other podcast, but you know. I think this. I think ours is the only one. I think that interview in Scott Zine and this yeah. podcast is the only, other than people DMing him, is the only, yeah, like communicate that he's had in with like hardcore in twenty five years or more. Yeah. It's pretty cool. awesome. Yeah, very cool. It's a good episode. I, uh, oh, and it is. It absolutely, it's absolutely deserved to be number one. I'm not saying that it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's just that, like, the fan base of, like, a Goo Goo Dolls or Cannibal Corpse, maybe if those people would put it on their Instagrams, uh, you would think that it would beat it out. <laughs> Fair right. Enough. Yeah, it was um, good. Hopefully we'll have, we'll have more great episodes like that. I mean, we will, you know. We, every episode's great. Agreed. Yeah, so, uh, as we as we uh close out, what was your what was your guys uh, other than Mark? What was your favorite episode we've done? Favorite episode? Yeah, other year? than Mark. Why other than Mark? Because because we because Mark is consensus number one. So pick that, that's the low hanging fruit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta think about this. Let me let me go look at our list of episodes here. What do you I guys can't got? Pick just one, but my top two. Yeah. Are Nick Barron and John Drenning. Nick was good. I thought that, yeah, I mean, like Nick's Nick's interview was really like it was a fun, interesting interview. And also yeah. just, you know, the guy really cared about what he was talking about pretty, you know, pretty obviously. And it was like it was just really nice to get to catch up with somebody that I haven't seen in a few years. Yeah. And also actually have it be a good episode. And then, Definitely. yeah, John Drenning was so well-prepared on top of everything. Like that dude was, yeah, he was, he was, he was a terrific guest. If everybody. Dude, he, he spent like two weeks talking to people and going over notes. Like <laughs> he, he was well-prepared. Yeah. Like we, like I've it, said, we easily could have gone another hour. With that dude showed up with weeks. receipts, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he does think that he played on the last laugh track now. Now that he thinks about it, he thinks he did play on that. <laughs> so freaking weird. My yeah. favorites were I like core talk with Mike Hartsfield about New Age. I thought that yeah. was that was fun. Um that's one of the only episodes I've actually listened back to, <laughs> to tell you the truth. It was a um, great episode. I liked having Cool Taj the Great on. I hope we can maybe do some more like hip hop type stuff and branch out a little bit more. 
Like Cool Taj yeah. was fun. And Cool Taj yeah. wore our t-shirt on his freaking Instagram, which is much love to Cool Taj the Great. And, and he was just wearing it out. He didn't like pose or fake a picture. He's like, it was at the, at the like bodega. A, it's getting a, get, yeah, getting a juice <laughs> at the bodega, wearing the shirt. Like, he wears the shirt. Like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, kind of awesome. And uh, for one more episode, I mean, I thought Jeff Musial was cool. Like, he had great stories. He was fun. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind like talking to him again about something else in the future. I don't know what, but he was a fun yeah, talk. Yeah. So he was definitely cool. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me some extra carrots to feed to uh, feed to the camel at the fair. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, <laughs> this is before or after? It was uh, it was after the interview. Yeah. We were we hung out a little bit at his uh, his booth at the fair. Yeah, where he's you know he brings animals to the Erie County Fair for anybody who's unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he just he gave me he's like slipping me extra carrots and stuff for the uh, for the camel. Another Girl. cool interview. Sorry, what add one more was the was the uh, Dennis Dennis Merrick Daryl interview. I thought that was fun. Yeah, got some good yeah. stories out of that, that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, how fun. about you, Derek? What you got? Uh, you know, all the all the ones mentioned are all great. Um, I think that Drenning one. I mean, I listened to it again today, and I really liked that one. You guys did a great job with that one. Thanks. And and him Thank as you. well so um i was really entertained by that one mm-hmm. i don't know if it's maybe it's his voice is soothing to me or something too. <laughs> <laughs> he does his voice has a very nice resonance to it like it's 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 you want to listen to him talk yeah like, uh, he called yeah. me at work one day and i only meant to talk to him for like five minutes and 45 minutes went by like that I was like, like yeah. dude, I gotta go. I'm at work. Like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, after I had to leave that interview and I cut down some trees, like, I came back and I was listening to the end of the interview with you guys, and it was good. It was a good time, so. Yeah. It was, it was, and it was, uh, it was surprising, too. Like, I wasn't expecting, I knew it was going to be good. You know, I said in our text thread that this is going to be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be that good. Yeah. And and I and I know that I keep saying it, but we easily could have gone another hour because I feel like as we were winding down, other doors were opening, and it was like, "Fuck, why do I have to work tomorrow? Like this sucks." Right. Well, you can always bring him back, um, so that's cool. Absolutely, he, were, he was still on the East Coast at the uh, at the end of where we cut it off, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we didn't even really get into like other stuff, like, and yeah. we didn't even really talk about foundation, which uh. I forget the guy who does Enterprise podcast, but if you're listening to this, you Josh need to hit him up and have him on. You need to hit him up and have him on your podcast to talk about foundation. Yeah, you won't be sorry. Um, and of of course, my favorite episode is the Mark Malanka episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, for reasons I won't go into, but that that's my hands down favorite episode, and. Yeah. You know, like I said, like on our 50th episode, you know, I said how like Mark, having Mark on was the fantasy that didn't think would happen. Uh, I was just like so stoked that it happened, that he was like so gracious and so open. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it's hard to say like other favorite episodes. Like I love the core talk episodes and I love the draft episodes because they're just fun, mm-hmm. you know, and we just kind of kind of wild out at times. 
Uh, you know, I love doing the cool Taj interview because that was great because it was totally out of our wheelhouse and Taj was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I really liked the Velvet Bethany interview because we started to go into interesting directions. That was my favorite sidebar by far. Just like it got, yeah. that, that yeah. got weird. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was fun. Like it was fun. And, you know, uh, you know, I just, I, it's hard to like, it's like you have your kids in front of you and you're supposed to pick a favorite. You know, how do you pick a favorite kid in front of all the others? You know, I get it. I mean, there, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great episodes to choose from. So, yeah, it, it, and that John, that Drenning episode, like fucking, damn, you know, like it was, you know, it was crazy. And like, yeah, I just, I just, I love the whole thing. And the crown of the jewel for me is the Mark Belanca interview, but the whole crown fucking rules. Yeah, right. Definitely. Cool. All right. So I guess <laughs> we're looking forward to a great 2022 because this is the first episode of 2022. So see you guys all year. <laughs> Every week, weekly. Bye forever. Punishing you weekly. Punishing Bye you. Forever. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to our best of 2021 episode. We asked some friends of ours to give us their favorites of the year. Uh, so without further ado, check it out. The first one is Julie from the band Pinned. See ya. My favorite releases of 2021 are probably Scourge, Hardcore Up Your Ass, The Pillars of Ivory, and Wiccafe's Springs Eternal Split and C4 Chaos Strikes. Scott Sprague from Buried Alive, and my top three records of the year are number three, Teenage Wrist, uh, number two, Manchester Orchestra, and number one is Churches, Screen Violence. Hey, what's up? This is Joel Stanishewski, formerly of Daybreak, Drago, and Holy Angels. Currently from the end of everything, Las Vegas Hardcore, talking about uh, the best records of 2021. I'm sure everyone is going to probably say Turnstile, Glow On, and I am one of those people because that record is awesome. I'm also a big fan of One Step Closer's This Place You Know. And of course, Buffalo's Heroes, Every Time I Die's Radical. My favorite record of 2021 is Knocked Loose, A Tear in the Fabric of Life. And my hidden gem of 2021 is Foreign Pain with their record Death of Divinity. Thanks. Take care, everyone. Hey everybody, this is Larry from Bleach Mouth Postscript. Uh, five records that I've enjoyed uh, this past year. Um, Imploders, uh, their 7-inch on Neon Taste is pretty excellent. Uh, old school hardcore punk with the emphasis on punk, but with some pretty, um, not too terribly burly vocals, but burly for that type. Um, really great record, uh, again, on Neon Taste. Uh, the Slant LP on Iron Lung, not too much to say about this except just savage, fast, hardcore. 
this this one seems to be a favorite of a lot of people uh chubby and the gang's mutts nuts lp it's really great i don't really know what else to say about it except that it's a really fun record and gets a lot of play at my house uh the kong kong from russia with love seven inch on gorilla city records i this is probably the most recent uh one i have on the list and uh it's really good it's a good mix of punk a little bit of power pop a little bit of indie but definitely punk rock for sure with these odd burly vocals uh just it's it's a unique sound but it works uh and then this one's a bit of a cheat but it was a reissue this year for a record that i had never heard before uh nat turner rebellion uh laughing just to keep from crying it came out on philly grooves uh it's you know philly style soul r&b a little bit of funk but uh leans pretty heavily on rock and roll as well but uh that's a really great lp uh thanks to the ncs uh dudes for including me in uh this little best of and uh just uh for thinking of me in general have a good year yo this is room from cold world some of my favorite records from this year are little ugly main volcanic burn and me and the voice concern the Static Clone demo and the new Gauze record. Next year, check out High Viz Blending. It's gonna be the best one. Peace. This is Steve from Absolute Truth, and the best releases this year were Pray for Haiti by Mac Ami and the Boss Cashman EP. Hey guys, this is Evan Duckett here from Final Declaration with five records that I really enjoyed in 2021. These aren't sticking to any kind of genre convention, it's just a variety of things that I loved this year. Number five, one of my favorite death metal records of this year, 200 Stab Wounds, Slave to the Scalpel. Number four, a hardcore punk band who I love the vibe of and love their music equally so, Scowl, with their debut LP, How Flowers Grow. Number three, my most listened to hip hop record of the year by far, DMX Exodus. I didn't have loving a new DMX record on my 2021 bingo board, and I hate the circumstances that we got it under, but if it's the last DMX material we get, I think it's a fitting end to a great career. Number two, probably one of my favorite pop bands of all time, Churches, with their new record, Screen Violence. I've loved every record they've ever put out, and they're a perfect live band. And number one, the record that I listened to more this year than any other record by far, and probably more than any other record in recent memory. Every single song, top to bottom, is just hard. God's Hate, with their self-titled God's Hate, Troy Core Reincarnate. Thanks Nickel City Soundtrack for having me on, and looking forward to all the music that we get in 2022. What up? My name is Brett. I sing for a band called Exhibition. My favorite records that came out this year were Retaliation by The Chisel, Violently Seven Inch, and Summary Execution by a band called Repeat Offender from California. Go Bills. Listen to the new Exhibition record streaming now via Edgewood Records. Daryl from Snapcase here. Thank you to NCS Podcast for including my top albums of 2021. Here they are. Fiddlehead. Between the Richness. Quicksand, Distant Populations, Every Time I Die, Radical, Ikulu, Unscrew My Head, Juggernaut, Hollow Black, and Chubby and the Gang, The Mutts Nuts, 
Also, two amazing reissues this past year, Seven Seconds The Crew and Verbal Assault On, both hugely important to me. And in 2022, look out for the recording coming at you from Cinderblock. Tim, got, Tim played some of this for me, and uh, I think people are going to be really excited, and I can't wait to hear it again. Killer stuff. Take care. Hey, what's up? This is Akari from Pinned, um, and I just wanted to talk about the records that I thought were really great in 2021. Um, as far as uh, hardcore is concerned, um, I think that all the Buffalo bands really put out some super solid projects, you know, between Final Declaration, Exhibition, Smash and Grabbed, Spaced, like all those bands really just hammered it down hard. Um, outside of hardcore, um, I would say my favorite records would have been uh, Pray for Haiti by Makami, Rap Rap New Jersey, um, Buffalo's West Side Gun putting out his final project, Hitler Wears Armies 1 8, uh, Sides A and B, both of those were immaculate. Um, out of Michigan, young cat by the name of Babytron came through with the project uh, Luka Tronchik. Tronchik, I can't pronounce that basketball player's name, but uh, Luka Tronchik was super tight, uh, crazy, crazy 80s style, super fast beats, you know, most nonchalant shit-talking flow ever. Dude was, dude was cool. And then uh, in the metal world, um, I would say Frozen Soul out of Dallas, Texas, that record, Crypt of Ice, man, that was, that's, a, that's an ass beater of a record, man. So, uh, yeah, those are, those are my, my picks. Um, I would say Lutronchik, Crypt of Ice, Hit the Worst Hermit of Pray for Haiti, and literally every Buffalo Hardcore record that came out this year. You know, I, I can't hype that, that whole crowd enough, man. Like, it's a, it's a good scene, good city, great city, proud to be from here, proud to be a part of it. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my 2021 picks. Hopefully 2022 is going to bring even more bangers. Alright, take care y'all. Peace. Yo, what's up? This is Jay Jancetic from Harm's Way, Arma Angelus, Plague with Rage, and many other rock and roll bands. Here are my favorite releases from 2021, sort of, kind of, in some kind of order, I guess. Uh, Quicksand, Distant Populations, Renee Hartfelt, Discography, Fiddlehead, Between the Richness, Carcass, Torn Arteries, Teenage Wrist, Earth is a Black Hole, Lana Del Rey, Blue Bannisters, KVB, Unity, 200 Stab Wounds, Slave to the Scalpel, Soft Kill, Live at Crystal Ballroom, Emma Ruth Rundle, Engine of Hell, and Failure, Wild Type Droid. That's about it for me. Later.
Slow, what's happening? Kutai's a great bone bap general. No matter the coast, you know I'm dope on both. Word up. Yo, check this out. Here go three of my top album releases for 2021. Starting with Andy Minio. He got a joint called Neverland Part 2. Make sure you check that out. Word up. Marlon Craft got an album called Home Court Advantage Volume 1. Real dope. Make sure you check that out. And of course, my man, your old Drew. You know what I'm saying? Word up. Dope MC. He got an album called Space Bar. Make sure you check that out. Word up. That's three top picks. Album releases 2021. Kutash great. Salute. Happy New Year. Yo, I hope you guys are good. Here's my dumb list. Top favorite records of 2021. Number five, Never Ending Game, Halo and Wings. Number four, the new Quicksand LP, which I think is great. Number three, Fate Demo. 21 uh that's a band from the uk if people don't know check that out two is the ikulu unscrew your head lp and number one uh dare orange county straight edge against all odds happy holidays everybody hey this is craig from waste management uh my favorite releases of the year were the unidad ideologica 12 inch uh, suffocating Madness 7-inch and the Genocide Backed LP. Yeah. What's up? This is Sean Martin from New Vision, Buffalo Well and Straight Edge, bringing my top list of releases from 2021 for the Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. In no particular order, my top releases from this year were Terror, Trapped in a World, Akulu, Unscrew My Head, Koyo, Drives Out East, Exhibition, You'll Be Next, and America's Hardcore Comp Volume 5 by Triple B Records. I recommend everybody check out the track by Inclination. Hey, this is John Ruggiero at JVUG's Designs, uh, vocalist for the band Voice in Captivity. I'm here to give my top three releases of 2021 in no particular order. Um, the Pain of Truth, Age of Apocalypse, Split 7-inch, Long Island and and the Hudson Valley converged to create one of my favorite splits in recent years. Uh, shout out the homies in Age of Apocalypse. They rip. Um, I'm actually in the Hudson Valley right now. And uh, I am excited to say that the homies are killing it out here. So look out for Age of Apocalypse as we move forward into 2022 some big things coming up for them see ikulu unscrew my head what can be said that has not already been said about this release new york hardcore baby um this fucking album rips too it was packaged well um it's probably one of the one of the best releases in a couple years for sure um and as as an appreciator of all things New York hardcore, uh, it's kind of hard to leave this one off my top three. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not going to be the only one in the circle here mentioning Akulu, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely a big one. And uh, to round out my three, I had to go Buffalo, smash and grab Buffalo hardcore demo. Um, it's uh. It's cool. I mean, this was an easy pick for me. It kind of feels like the beginning of a new era for Buffalo Hardcore in a sense. Um, it's refreshing to see 
a demo tape um and i have to say like i mean it's it's kind of like you can't miss you know the key ingredients you know one of those is familiarity um you know and a straightforward you know a straightforward approach i like the artwork on the demo too um so yeah smash and grab the 2021 buffalo hardcore demo that rounds out my top three for 2021 happy new years hey this is billy page with my top five hardcore releases for 2021 thought control shock to the system bushido code the ronin final gasp haunting whisper exhibition you'll be next and the spaced demo and two new joints yo nickel city soundtrack podcast thanks for having me on uh for this my name is bailey i play guitar in a band called smash and grab um i want to say a couple of my favorite things from this year our uh, exhibition you'll be next uh seven inch record uh, deal with god uh they're from syracuse rochester whatever one of those uh, but a demo this year that i really liked and uh oh c4 the uh chaos streaks uh, i like it because it's funny and uh that was the stuff i liked this year thanks guys yo this is mason hutchins and my top records of the year are the violent way self-titled ep the violent way Beethoven army split You'll be next by Exhibition and Buffalo Hardcore by Smash and Grab. Hi, I'm Will, and my favorite records of the year in no order are Section Hate, Welcome to the Nightmare, Fiddlehead, Between the Riches, The Chisel, Retaliation, The Illiterates, Self-Titled, and Never-Ending Game, Halo and Wings EP. Hey, what's up? I'm Lexi Rangout from the band Space from Buffalo, New York. Um, this year I really expanded my music taste and got into a couple different genres. Um, so my top four albums of 2021 are Glow On by Turnstile, Favorite by NCT127, Against All Odds by Dare, and Valentine by Snail Mail. Hey, this is Ed from Gathering Ground. A big thank you to the gents at Nickel City Soundtrack for asking me to share my top releases of 2021. These are in no particular order, but I, they've all been on loop for me this year. Uh, starting with what should be on everyone's list is Buffalo's Spaced, their demo, their single. They're both classic, but totally unique punk hardcore records. Um, then we had Quicksand's Distant Populations, which was good, but got me looking for something deeper in the vein of like a heavy shoegaze. And that led me to Chicago's Heavy Seas, Everything Breaks LP, and Baltimore's Burial Waves, their debut Holy Ground, which is um, the side project of Pianist Becoming Teeth singer. Um, anyone that knows me knows I like fast, aggressive, melodic stuff, so I've been listening to the Anxious Call From You single, uh, the Fever Child, self-titled, they're from Belgium, and Fiddlehead, Between the Richness, all been pretty good kind of emo post hardcore stuff um also a huge fan of any folk or americana that has kind of a punk ethos to it so um julian baker's little oblivions and pine grove amberland new york and christopher paul's stelling forgiving it all all kind of super um folky but has an edge to it and that's it thanks again 
Um, look forward to a brand new gathering ground in 2022. Couldn't get it together this year. I'm still mixing it, but thanks again. Hi, this is Jeremy from Tuning, and uh, I was asked to um, make a list of my favorite releases of 2021. So uh, I'm going to, in no particular order, I'm going to go through this. Uh, the uh, Gulch uh, Tsunami Split 7-inch. Uh, really like that, especially the Gulch side. Um, Modu Mokhtar's Afrique Victim. Uh, probably the only thing on here that's not really uh, hardcore or metal or whatever. Uh, but that's a great record. Very guitar-driven Saharan rock. Um, Ikulu Unscrew My Head. Uh, everybody knows that that record's amazing. Um, Scowl How Flowers Grow. The Chisel Retaliation, which I just got in the mail on Friday. Uh, Zulu, My People Hold On, Our Day Will Come, 12-inch. Chubbing the Gang, The Mutt's Nuts. Uh, nice uh, reissue, uh, first time pressed on vinyl officially. Demo 1990, 10-inch. Um, really, really great stuff. And last but not least, the Deathside unreleased tracks and video archives seven inch um, that came out uh, at the beginning of the fall. Very hard to find. Um, so I pressed it again. Uh, oh wait, there's one I forgot because this one's a goddamn cassette. Live in London by Chubby and the Gang. Uh, listen to this a lot. Got this uh, the earlier this year and uh, listened to it uh, quite a bit. Um, so yeah. Take care, that's my list. God damn it, there's one more I forgot all about. Um, just because it's another recent release, I just got it like last month. Uh, Kong Kong from Russia with Punk. So they made both of their first uh, two seven inches made my list last year. Uh, and from Russia with Punk, their newest seven inch uh, makes my list this year. Thanks, bye. Thanks, bye. Hi, this is Jared from Out There Records with my top releases for 2021. For hardcore punk related, I uh, have uh, Every Time I Die, Radical, Gauze, 6 LP, GG King, Remain Intact, Nasty, Life is Nasty, and Rudimentary Peni, Great War. And then for non-hardcore punk related, I have uh, Courtney Barnett, Things Take Time, Take Time, Grouper, Shade, King Woman, Celestial Blues, Snail Mail, Valentine, and Wednesday, Hey, this is Drew from Candy, and here are some releases I enjoyed from 2021 that uh, are among the vast pool of great releases, so I'm sure there are many I'm leaving out. And in no particular order, Peace on Earth by Tower 7, Foreverglade by Worm, Retaliation by The Chisel, Seek Shelter by Ice Age, Listans de la Mente by Psycho Galera, Think of the Lie by Homefront, the self-titled EP from Violent Way, Unscrew My Head by Ikulu, Excretion of Mortality by Cerebral Rot, Elevated Living by The Chameleons, which is uh, a live set from Manchester in 1982, so I'm not sure if that counts, but it was released this year. And last but not least, Gold Thanks, by Ricky. Bye. Hey, Mark and Chris and the rest of the Nickel City Soundtrack podcast crew. Um, this is Gerald from the band Hourglass uh, with my top three 
releases from 2021. Kicking it off is Spirit of the Beehive, Entertainment Death. Uh, Spirit of the Beehive is from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And their new album is on Saddle Creek. And here's a little taste. All right, next up on my list, uh, I think is on a lot of other people's year-end list for this year, um, is Turnstile, Glow On, on Roadrunner. And uh, here's one of my favorites. And finally, uh, my number one is Madlib and Fortet, uh, Sound Ancestors. Really cool kind of mixtape uh, album. A lot of different vibes going on. Um, and Madlib put this one out himself, and uh, this is one of my favorite parts. Anyways, thank you, Mark, for asking me to do this. Everybody have a happy new year. Peace. Hey, this is Ryan McIntyre from Bludgeon and uh, my new band Sparer, which is uh, members of Bludgeon, wanting to give you my top five releases of 2021. Um, probably go into a little bit more than five, but just wanted to go ahead and uh, say starting at um, number five uh, was the much debated and much talked about turnstile glow on record thought it was amazing um i don't know it just got me at the right time the right space uh, lots of good elements combined um the next on that list is uh number four hundreds of au acting from remote satellites which features tom from you and i and about a thousand other bands that i keep on discovering awesome excellent mix of just aggression and heavy um i guess post emo screamo type stuff uh, i don't know actually what you would call it but it's amazing um on number three of my list is zeo the crimson corridor uh, i've been a fan of zeo ever since they started um every stage uh but this is one of their best records that they've ever written very intense very um straightforward through and through very um zeo-ish and then number two is the new every time i die radical record um i've loved this band for a long time and uh i think that with each record that they come out with it just grabs me in a different way their last release was um, my top of that year um i think it was 2000 14 maybe i don't know anyway uh yeah anyway radical was amazing um and then my number one was actually tied um the first at first it was llnn's unmaker which if you haven't heard this band you really need to check them out fantastically amazing brutally heavy um intense lows I, I just really can't get into it because the impact that their music has had on me has been phenomenal, um, especially in the last couple of months, um, being in the pandemic still. And it's just very uh, kind of hopeless and bleak. Uh, anyway, listen to it. Check it out. 
uh, all their releases are amazing. And then um, Morser uh, actually put out a new record and uh, kind of surprised me with this one. And they re released it like in uh, a couple weeks ago. So it like topped out my list, of course, because you can't beat this band. Um, if you ever followed the Bremen bands, Acme or Sistral or any of the bands that were followed that Bremen sound, uh, you will know more, sir. And their new album, Thank You For Leaving, is fantastic. Uh, I'm behind these guys 100%, and this record just absolutely destroys. Uh, a couple of other mentions on my list this year. Um, Full of Hell had a new one. Capra, which was introduced to me this year in Transmission. Very awesome. I can't wait to see what this band does. A band called Death Goals, The Horrible and The Miserable. They're a two-piece band and they do phenomenal things. Uh, it's very kind of crazy stuff. Uh, Bummer, which have been around for a little bit, but I just heard this year. And Sean Ingram from Coalesce does uh, a guest appearance on this. Uh, the new At The Gates, of course, is on there. Um, <clears throat> Working Through Rust is also another Tom from You and I band. Um, and they actually have a couple different releases, but the one that they did this year sounds a little bit like Acme. Uh, the Converge Blood Moon 1 collaboration. Betrayal of Guilt. Uh, Colonial Wound. This band uh, is, is up and coming, and they will destroy believe me uh burn in hell i think they're from australia they are, are um one to watch for the new failure record was amazing uh, lurking fear which is also uh has um a singer for at the gates uh there they put out a new one and it is uh phenomenal lock up which has the singer brutal truth it's a super group and the singer about the gates mixed with members of napalm death and other bands um they've been around for a bit released many records and uh this one is right up there with it and glassing twin dream is amazing and then hundreds of au actually actually released a um, um digital ep that will be part of their uh split that they're doing next year and it's called a briefing on the human condition it is fantastic anyway those are my releases this year uh, feel free to check them out also, feel free to check out my band, Bludgeon, and uh, stay tuned for my new, new band, which is called Spare, and um, that's coming along soon. So, anyway, Happy New Year. Peace.